welcome to episode 35 of the Oxfordshire Teacher Training Podcast. I'm Matthew Coatsworth and today I'm sitting down with not one but two guests as we talk about mental health first aid. I'd like to introduce Matt Barnard and Donna Brunstrom. Welcome to both of you. Thank, Thank you very much. Okay, Great Matt, to be here. would you like to just start by just telling us a little bit about what you do and your, your role and how that ties in with mental health first aid before we dig into what that really means? Yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, so I work in a school as a school counsellor, trained in something called psychodynamics, which um, is a really interesting and helpful approach to therapy. Um, and what I was learning in my school is that we needed to help support staff to be able to support students with mental health. Um, so we uh, looked at the Mental Health First Aid course and learned how to deliver it. Um, just before I turn to Donna, the Mental Health First Aid course is um, set up initially by Mental Health First Aid England, and we'll talk about them a little bit later on as well. So Donna, welcome as well. Thank um, you. Do you. Just tell us a little bit about what, what you do. Okay, uh, yes, so I work alongside Matt here yes. at the school as a school counsellor, and I also um, I'm trained as a person-centred um, therapist, which we found that delivering in the course is quite a, you know, a very useful thing to, to make sure that, you know, the people that, the delegates that actually do go on the course have a depth of, or our depth of knowledge to support them in this, because we do actually touch on some very big, big topics in, in mental health. So, um, yeah, so I just support um, Matt, you know, as, as the instructor and, uh, and support the team that, um, yeah. Course. Fantastic. Let's let's have a think about why um, we want to talk about mental health first aid. And I suppose, um, Matt, if I can turn to you, perhaps you ought to just tell us what do we mean by mental health first aid? Yeah, that's a really important place to start, actually, because um, I don't think, well, it's an absolute coincidence that Donna happens to be Australian, but that's where <laughs> the course began and somebody called Betty Kitchener um, looked at physical first aid and thought, actually, we need something for our mental life, our emotional life, um, and it's based on those same principles about early intervention because we know that the sooner that we access uh, mental health support, the less sort of entrenched or less severe the mental health conditions going to be for that young person. So it's based on the idea of supporting a young person as soon as possible. There are two elements to that, I guess, which is about this early intervention, but also about um, preventing the mental health becoming so severe that they may need emergency uh, support. Okay, and we, we'll be thinking about, about who, who might want to access the training for this and how they're going to use mm. that a little bit later on. I was on, actually yeah. thinking about training, being a qualified teacher as well, is that this training wasn't available when I did my training. And now working in a school as a counsellor, realise just how important it is that the teachers as, or anyone who's actually working with children have some knowledge in how to, I think as Matt said, you know, making sure that we're actually preventing something to go deeper than it needs to be so um, just making sure that we're you know we we are all kind of I think you know most of it is actually about listening yeah. uh, and um, but then we'll just say a little bit more about it absolutely so so at the time of recording this we're now um, November 2022 if we if we think about the way in which mental health has, has kind of really risen in terms of profile and and almost kind of acceptance now in in this country over the last kind of few years um, those of you who know Oxfordshire teacher training well will know that um, our seven core areas of our curriculum include um, one on well-being of yourself and others and of pupils that you're working with um, so it's really you know key to what we're, we're thinking about so let's have a little think then about the fact that here we are now um, in 2022 why, why is it so important that we make sure that we're able to offer 
uh, mental health first aid training to people at this stage? I think like what you're just describing really is I think often teachers certainly tell us on the course just how ill-prepared they feel for conversations mm. with young people about mental health. Mm. I think very much with maybe all of us growing up, that sort of message of, you know, we don't talk about it, don't talk about, you know, suicide or we don't talk about mental health, you know, um, because we just want to sort of, you know, put it under the carpet and just, you know, get on with it, I think, is a lot of the messages that we've had earlier. And I think that we can't do that anymore. No, mm. no, absolutely. And uh, I think if if we kind of unpick a little bit about why why this this training um, has come about in in this country, maybe so, Matt, how long have you been been an instructor doing this in this country? Then so um, I think it must be uh, back in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the initial so training. Yeah, so yeah. it's quite a few years so, now. So, so it's been going around for a little while. But certainly, we we've noticed as an organisation that uh, certainly last year we had a lot of people who trained with us last year who. who uh, made use of that opportunity to, to be trained in it. So um, let's now start then to think about what what would happen if if I decided um, that I wanted to go and train on a mental health first aid course. Um, what kind of strategies might be covered in, in that training? I think the biggest strategy that people take away from the course is the ALGI Action Plan, which is an acronym for uh, a way to structure a conversation with a young person about their mental health. And ALGI... Um, stands for, uh, first of all, A, uh, which means assess for crisis, assist with crisis and approach. So what's happening is the young, you're, in our conversation, you're thinking about, is this the right time to have this conversation? And also looking for any sort of element of risk, such as suicidal, uh, suicidal thoughts or self-harming. And then for L, which is really the bread and butter of what Donna and I do, which is about listening non-judgmentally and really supporting that young person with their difficulty. Um, and then G stands for give support and information, um, which is about sort of kind of connecting the L, the listen, and the next stage of the LD action plan, which is giving that young person a sense that uh, hope is still exists, especially when they're really struggling, um, and that support and information is available out there. Um, and the first E is about encouraging professional help, so that could be seeing a school nurse, school counsellor, accessing the local mental health services. Um, and of course we know that from the news there are long waiting lists within the services so getting that referral in place as soon as possible is very important and then the final E which is about encouraging self-help and that may be uh, suggesting books, websites, apps um, techniques that perhaps the, the teacher is aware of um, to support that young person whilst they're waiting for a professional help. And actually it may be the case that through the L, the listening, and through the self-help strategies, it might not be even necessary for them exactly. to Exactly, it might be enough by just by doing that, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it's, it's uh, something that comes across really clearly when you talk to, to many, many people who train as teachers um, with us. So our associate teachers, a really common message that we get back from at various kind of points during, during their training is, uh, what can I do and what can I do now mm-hmm. and I think we're starting to, to hear from what, what we're talking about here today that uh, this this is potentially that opportunity to be able to be in that situation of what can I do and what can I do Yeah and now. I think very much you know with the courses on about listening which is a big part of it is actually taking a pause and as a teacher where you're so busy things are happening all of the time to, to actually just notice what might be going on in front of you so mm-hmm. if a child comes up and says oh, I haven't done my homework or whatever that actually just to take that pause and just to listen to that child not necessarily do anything about it but mm-hmm. just that act of listening 
could change a, a lot for that child or for the relationship that you might have with that student. Yeah, yeah. and that's tying in really closely with, with work that everyone would think about to do with safeguarding, yeah. looking for change, mm-hmm. and also thinking about um, one of our principles for teaching effective lessons, um, which is which is all around creating that positive and attentive learning environment. That's, that's really thinking about pupils and students being attentive towards the rest of the class and their own learning, but it flips around the other way and that to create that positive um, and attentive learning environment as a teacher, we're also being attentive to the needs of our of Yeah, because I think so often, in, and not just in teaching, I think yeah. in all our lives we often react rather than respond. Yes. And I think that's very much what we're trying to cultivate here is, is to respond more skillfully to what's you know present than than reacting to it, which I think can be really difficult in the classroom yeah. where we are often reacting and not thinking. Um, yeah, and so at this early stage in one's career, if you're thinking about that this might be something you want to do, um, then you're going to be able to develop some of those skills and strategies um, mm-hmm. as part of that training. It might be interesting just for us to think just just a little bit about the kind of thing that people might come into the course saying, oh, what what would I do that would be wrong? Or mm. is, yeah. is, this, is there anything I'm, I'm worried about that I could, I could you know, get, get this horribly wrong? So maybe, mm. maybe. Well, we hear this an awful lot, yeah, and usually yeah. at the outset we'll try our very best to reassure people yeah, about yeah. You know, this idea because um, really there isn't anything you can do wrong because most people are good people, they're well-intentioned, and they yeah. wouldn't say something that's wrong. Yeah. I mean, one of the clear messages that comes up through sections about suicide and eating disorder eating disorders is about kind of not asking that why question mm. which always comes with judgment and often young people can't answer that why why do they feel that way they don't know yes. um, and I think that can really inhibit the conversation and that would be my advice of what not to say mm. but just generally speaking mm. a kind compassionate concerning empathic response mm. is, is the best way forward and I think you know you're right about the, the why which we often you know if there's self-harm for example you know the child may not know why they're self-harming but if we're listening and just saying gosh that sounds difficult so during the course we also give um, some insights as to how you might respond to a child that might come you know with, with the difficulty I mentioned it earlier, but I just want to kind of reiterate here. You, you can hopefully, as a, as a listener, um, particularly our associate teachers this year who might be listening in now, they've been training with us since September, um, of just the, the importance of uh, how so many parts about mental health are going to tie in with safeguarding and t- tie yeah. in with, with thinking about, is this child going to be in, in harm? Is this child at risk of harm? Yeah. What would I also be doing? So getting that sense of, okay, so I'm, I'm listening, but I'm also remembering to report back to the, the DSL in my school. Or, mm. And I, I mean, I would yeah. notice for, you know, at the end of the course that a lot of the you know people who go on the course actually don't have that fear anymore of, of talking about something. So that fear, I, I think, Matt, you probably agree that I'm going to make it worse if I talk mm. about something. So very much that's, I can see almost relief going, okay, it's okay to talk about self-harm. It is okay to talk about suicide and know it's a myth about it's going to make things worse. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking, about how um, everybody who has been on our courses have actually reported back that they feel more confident Mm -hmm. as a result of attending the course and it's not just our expertise as counsellors that's helping to sort of reinforce that message but it's the material itself from mental health first aid Mm -hmm. yeah so let's just let's just think a little bit about that just so that people know um, how they might want to sign up 
for um, for this kind of training. So if you're listening and you are working with Oxfordshire Teacher Training this academic year, so you're maybe an associate teacher or you're a mentor or a senior link, um, then we, we will offer free training um, in the spring of 2023. So uh, we're going to be offering some twilight sessions in March around the youth mental health first aid training. And we'll talk a little bit about the youth and the adult part in a second. But also for our mentors, um, we offer some twilight sessions. We can do those in April of 2023 um, on the adult mental health first aid um, programme as well. And if you're listening from beyond Oxfordshire Teacher Training, we'd recommend that you go to the Mental Health First Aid England website, which is mhfaengland.org, and I'll pop that into the show notes for you. And they offer a huge amount of online and face-to-face training throughout the whole of every year, so you can see what might suit you as you go through. Um, generally, the, the Youth Mental Health First Aid programme is would normally take two full days that's right yeah or, um, a number of so, so our twilights will be four twilight sessions throughout the month um, for each one of those so the youth program is focused on young people aged between 8 to 18 um, although I think either side of those age groups yeah. it would really work well and actually the course the adult version is very similar it has a very uh, similar structure to the adult but of course it's aimed at those aged 18 and over and we look at a couple of other mental health conditions yeah. that um, are not in the youth version and that's just simply because um, from a diagnostic perspective like personality disorders it's not possible to have a diagnosis before yes. the age of 18 and I think probably the only other difference is signposting as well what sort of yeah. services would be available for the adult rather than than young people absolutely so so obviously you can imagine that for for us um our main focus is going to be on thinking about children that we're working with particularly for mentors who are working very closely with our associate teachers and they may find that the adult one might also in time with actually being there to support um our um our associate teachers as well what i would say to to anyone who's interested in uh doing mental health first aid training is, is firstly I thoroughly recommend it I think it is a really really vital part of it and we touched on it at the beginning of this podcast just saying you know why, why haven't we had it in place yeah. for longer um, when one thinks about first aid training in schools for teachers and anyone working in schools that's been going on f- forever and you know a long 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 time and so this is a, this is a really welcome addition as part of um, what's going to be there we strongly recommend that every, everyone does it if they can. We, we completely understand that for some people it's going to be potentially more challenging than it is for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that in the past you have had people who've who found it challenging mm-hmm. at times, but um, the feedback from them has been incredibly positive as well. And I think that's mm-hmm. something just to reassure anyone listening in who's thinking, well, I'd love to do this, but actually um, this, is, this is going to potentially cause quite a few triggers for me or uh, this is something that um, I'm not sure whether I can cope with this. The feedback has, has been so incredibly positive from, from all of the training that you've been doing for years now. Yeah. yeah, we're very clear from the outset, uh, and we talk about it in a section called the group agreement, where mm-hmm. we do make it very clear to everyone that if you want to take a break during particular sections, because like you just said, yeah. it might be triggering, then absolutely we'd, we'd encourage you to exhibit self Care. And that's During one of the reasons days. we do like to actually do the course um, together mm. so we can, so it's a much safer environment. So thank you both so much for spending some time with us um, and just kind of reiterate here, if you do want to think about going to do some mental health first aid training, um, remember to have a look on our show notes for details about the Oxfordshire Teacher Training 
that we're doing in March and April, or you can go to Mental Health First Aid's website at mhfaengland.org and sign up there. But Donna, thank you, and Matt, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you.